0: I'll still take more of your WhatsApp voice notes and calls throughout the show for now though I want us to turn our attention on the, and and look at the issue of Domestic Worker Week. Uh, This week, of course, is marking the start of Domestic Worker Week. And and I did begin the show by highlighting just, you know, some of the challenges that domestic workers in this country face. Uh, Joining us for this conversation, Bingi Mashiane, co-founder of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa. Uh, Ms. Mashiane, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you and good morning to SAFM listeners.
0: We've been hearing from truck drivers about some of the challenges that they have when it comes to voting and employers basically saying that, at least in some instances, that they must pick between either getting paid for the day or going to vote. What has been the experience with domestic workers?
1: Yes, domestic workers' challenges are unending. There are domestic workers, as we speak today, in Lodiab. You said in the meeting that during vote days, they are locked in by their employers who live with the remote controls and leave them in the premises because they don't want them to vote. There are many challenges that come with domestic work. Yeah, uh, There's And a lot I can talk about.
0: Yeah, and the domestic workers in Lodium, when were they telling you this?
1: They, tell, they told me this uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember I even said it in my interviews that uh, can somebody raise to domestic workers in Lodia because they are not allowed to vote, not all of them, but there are those employers who are not allowing domestic workers to vote. And it's so unfortunate that in situations like this, it becomes a group of uh, employers who are doing this. Because I remember one domestic worker said, the employer asked her, how do you know this thing? And she said, we are holding meetings with her every month. The said, oh, you're holding meetings only once a month. We hold meetings about you every week mm. to show that they, they talk about these things. They make it a culture to exploit and oppress domestic workers.
0: So in as far as this year's election is concerned, have there been any issues related to the election that your members have shared with you?
1: There are domestic workers who don't see the need to vote, Mm. though we uh, encourage them to vote because it is very important to vote, that their vote will make difference to vote for the party that they believe, to give a party that they believe can help them a chance. Because the the reason they don't see the need to vote, I'll just speak about what has happened recently. Since the lockdown, the COVID-19 lockdown started, many domestic workers were laid off for good. Others were called back. Others were never called back. And as unions... We have been sending submissions and calling on the government to intervene, writing letters. I even wrote a letter to the National Training Commission, Commissioner Dr. Mazwai, saying that domestic workers who are kept against their will by employers in their properties, they don't want them to go home, and they're desperate because their children are alone there. Nobody came to, to the rescue of domestic workers. We have signed with the UIF test fund. Some domestic workers were sent home but were not registered to the UIF. We sent a um, submission to the UIF commissioner and said, Mr. Commissioner, please grant amnesty to those employers who didn't register their domestic workers mm. for the benefit of domestic workers so that they can register them without any penalties. We've tried a lot. And even now with the vaccine. There are domestic workers who are forced to take the vaccine if they don't want to because of their belief or because they are scared of many rumors that are, 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 are around in social media, they are told to choose between the work and the vaccine.
0: So, so that means that, by and large, you find that government structures are unresponsive to the challenges and the plight that is being faced by domestic workers.
1: Most definitely, they are unresponsive. Like I'm saying that we wrote submissions last year. We asked for the government to intervene. We didn't get the responses. The only response we got was from the UIF commissioner. He said there was no need to grant employers amnesty because the domestic workers are already covered by the UIF. And of we are not speaking about the domestic workers who are covered by the UIF. We were calling him to intervene for the domestic workers who are not registered by the employers.
0: So, so what does this do for an organization like yourself that is trying to make sure that the rights of domestic workers are not only respected, but that the basic legislation in this country that gives domestic workers those rights, that that legislation is being adhered to by the different employers?
1: What you are doing... As unions, I want to be honest, it's very little because there's a few number of domestic workers who are in unions in South Africa. Because of their different reasons, others can't afford to pay for unions because they are underpaid. Underpayment is another issue the domestic workers. They cannot afford it. And other issues is that they're scared that if they join the unions, the, the, the employers will fire them. Of which we don't call the employers and say Pink has joined the union, employer, hello. So the the lack of information of uh, domestic workers and lack of education, they they are not educated enough. And if as unions we can try to expand and reach all domestic workers in, in the country and make it their choice whether to join or not to join the union. Because I strongly believe that whether a domestic worker is in a union or not, they must be educated about their rights. Mm. And it also helps them to have a good relationship with the employers. That's another thing that as was, we are emphasizing, that domestic workers must have a good relationship with the employers. We don't just want to just intervene in any issues. We are educating them how to approach employers in a polite manner and humble manner so that they can... Uh, try to resolve their issues before we intervene. When they escalate at, escalate the matter to us, then we know that the domestic worker has tried to speak with the employers. So uh, all in all, domestic workers need to be educated. Domestic workers need to know their rights and know when and what to do something, when and what when to sign documents from the employers. Because many are signing for things that they don't know. Many are signing for resigning unaware that they are resigning. Only to find out after they've resigned Mm -hmm. or when they go to claim the UIF at the Department of Labor, then they would be told that you you have resigned. And uh, uh, another issue some officials will put that information in their system that the domestic worker has resigned without engaging with the domestic workers before saying the UI 19 from the employer says we have resigned, did you resign? And also the cases of CCMA cases can also prove to the to the department of labor that the domestic workers initially didn't resign is the employer who did this because the case was taken to the ccma that's what you want domestic workers to know
0: so when it comes to the issue of fair wages that has been an ongoing struggle and we have seen governments set these targets in as far as the minimum wage for sectors such as domestic work farm workers those have been set the adherence levels, are we finding that there's any improvement in that?
1: There's no improvement in many domestic workers. I can talk about domestic workers in Ectonville who are underpaid, who are getting 1,500 a month waiting from Monday to Sunday. The, U, uh, the national minimum wage is not waiting for them. The, the, the 19, 1, 9 cent minimum wage which domestic workers are getting, not all domestic workers are getting that. And I must also stress that there are employers who are paying more than the minimum wage. We mm-hmm. must not forget that yeah, and level them with the same. There are employers who are complying, and there are employers who are paying domestic workers more than minimum wage. But there are many domestic workers who are getting less than the minimum wage. Last week, I was called by a domestic worker who is working in the house and in the garden for 2.5, 2,500 rands here in somewhere in Joburg
0: when you look when you look at a week like this and the role that it can play given the focus on domestic workers what would you like to see happen what are the kind of conversations that you think should be had in this week that will not only highlight um, the challenges that domestic workers are facing, but that perhaps can move things forward in, in, in as far as ensuring that their rights are not trampled on, at least to the extent that we're seeing in some parts of our, of our country?
1: Is that domestic workers must find a way, because we know that they are not, domestic workers who are not allowed to leave their employer's premises. They must find a way. During the time when they are off, Maybe on a Monday morning when they come back, they can even lie. I'm sorry to say this on air, but they can even lie that I was sick and go past the Department of Labor to check their UIF status, because most of them will call us and say, I, I, I'm dismissed, only to find that domestic worker has worked for 30 years. For 17 years, the employer didn't register that domestic worker. Other employers are even taking their IDs as if they are registering them. Why not registering them? There are those employers who just register, and then they don't pay that UIF uh, fund, uh, money to the UIF uh, Department. So it, 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 there's a lot that domestic workers need to learn. If they can just go to the Department of Labor and take one time or started at work later and start at the Labor Department just to check their, their status as the employers complying with their UIF. Because UIF is very, very important to domestic workers, mm. It really helps a lot of domestic workers. Even during this COVID-19, the registered domestic workers benefited from the UIF. So it is important for them to take one time to just go to the Department of Labor and uh, check their their status. And also domestic workers who who can hear us on on radio stations like yourself, SASM and other radio stations, when we call on them to, to our meetings, we know the challenges. We are calling them to come to the meetings. We are not saying they must join the unions because we want to educate them, like I said in the beginning. They must come to these meetings. For in case, in future, when these things happen to them, at least they've been to the meeting and at least they can say, thank you, I was in a meeting in 2021 and this is what is happening to me. Because I go to the the FM maybe in 2019, the domestic worker will phone me in 2021 saying, "I, I saved your number in 2019 and this is what has been happening. I was not registered. Why keeping the number if you don't look for help? Why don't you associate yourself with other domestic workers? Why don't you join the meetings as domestic workers and learn about your rights and educate others? And I always say to the domestic workers who are in the union, they must always share what they learn from the union with other domestic workers. Whether they take it or not, but it's very important to share and educate and
0: empower other domestic workers. Pinky Mashiani, let's leave it there for this morning. She's the co-founder of the United Domestic Workers of South Africa. So uh, you can expect a lot more conversations looking at some of the different challenges that are facing domestic workers in the country throughout the rest of the week. This week, of course, marking uh, Domestic Worker Week. And hopefully it won't be uh, completely overshadowed by uh, some of the the election coverage that uh, will also be taking place. Uh, You're still sending your WhatsApp voice notes in terms of how the voting is going on your end. Uh, Somebody says 2021 elections, uh, just did my voting at Franchuk, the Grundal High School. They provided pens, but those pens didn't get sanitized. And there was also no sanitizer at the exit station. So that's uh, one person's experience So we're going to be crossing to the IEC, uh, but before we do that, Luyanda Maume is standing by with your latest 10.30 news headlines.